Well, I'm, I'm proud to give you the farm update this morning, but it, it's a little difficult. I'm driving down the highway. I've got four people in the pickup with me. Uh, hey, customer calls needing a large order of alfalfa. And I've got freaking Schmeagle or something in the back seat of my truck. I've got everybody clamoring around like a bunch of schoolgirls. Good morning. Morning. And you made the sale. Achoo. Maybe. Under pressure. Uh, yeah. Who was not here last week? Was it much? No, it was Ross. Ross. Ross was gone. Ross was gone. I probably wasn't invited. No, you you were, but you were off in the mountains. Oh, yeah. Holiday. Enjoying enjoying the clean, fresh air. Mm. Yeah, so farm update uh, before we get into the wild episode of today, which we'll dive into soon enough. Whew. I feel like you're going to need to do push-ups. MJ, what's up with Chaffee? Not a lot has changed since last week. Uh, weather's still holding pretty good. Uh, plants creaking right along fields moving good. Yeah. So, um, we've got, we had a huge deadline for Johnny and the boys. We did, um, the AQHA world show happening in November, the first week in November, I believe in Oklahoma city Yeah, is coming up and, uh, we've got some commercial spots that we're going to be a part of. So we got to watch the rough. What'd you guys think of that? I, I think it was spot on. I think it was great. Yeah. I liked it. Good. Solid good from chats. So uh, if we have another good week of running, you had a couple of rough days this week. Yeah, we that had a cold we, front. That cold front messes up, which, you know, when we were talking last time, we knew it was going to. Um, and yeah, it, it, it hit us a little bit, but we need about another three good weeks. Yeah. Hey, looks phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. having to fight for that. Yeah. Obviously, it's true. Chats, what's up on the water side? Um, we are currently watering uh, crops. Crops, yeah. <laughs> We're watering some new new stuff that we planted on the 506 farm. And ah, it's so nice to see that. I, I, I get a lot of heat when I post anything on Instagram about the 506 farm because they're like, why don't you just let that soil return back to nature? And I'm like, uh, it's set for 15 years and the topsoil is completely blown like up against the mountain. That's why we have sand dunes now. It needs help. It needs help. Bad. Oh, and we come down from heaven. <laughs> well, not quite like that. Anyways, Jess. Shutting water off. Uh, oh, that makes me even happier. Expenses going down. Water in new hay still. It looks really good. Most of it. And uh, had very little troubles with motors and pivots the last week or two, which is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> was, what, are, uh, what are you taking pictures of, Sarah? Me. Oh. Yes. I look good. <laughs> True. You shaved. Thank you. Man, where did you pick your shirt out at? It looks fantastic. Unit first. Ah. <laughs> yeah, what do you got? Uh, we're getting ready to chili harvest. How do you know? Because you've been gone all week. It's true. You drove for like four days, five days. Oh, yeah. Been on 3,000 miles in 46 hours. Who's counting? I was. Because <laughs> it's horrible. How was that gas station sushi? Oh, man. Was, yeah. I'm still alive. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm I'm happy you're alive. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, we got pepper harvest coming up. Uh, cotton will probably start next week. Peppers next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're planting winter wheat. Mm-hmm. A bunch slammed in already, and uh, yeah, just clipping along, trying to keep 
MJ happy. So right now we're starting to look at what we're going to do as far as uh, crop rotation and then software associated with crop rotation. Brandon's pushing for a system. Um, I, I, I'm assuming other people have this too. And I need to, you know, what we need to do, we need to get a couple of software companies on this podcast at the same time mm-hmm. and let them just fight to the death. Battle of the software. Battle of the software. I like it. Because there's everybody's promising some kind of miracle. Yeah, they all promise that'll change your farm. But I've got one system. I'm Speaking to your mic better. Sorry. Thank but, you. Yeah, I've just got one system I'm familiar with, I guess. So that's why I'm pushing for it. Okay. Yeah, but the last two that promised us everything ended up supplying nothing. I yeah. mean, they, they were a waste of time. Apparently, the, the last one that we used is finally going to come pick their gear up. Maybe. This is probably scaring potential sponsors. You know, well, hey, if you can't if you can't put up with the heat, then don't come into the fire, right? Something like that. I think it was a kitchen. Ah, oh, whatever. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> it's Canada. They don't have kitchens. Oh, it's yeah, called sure. cook shacks. Cook shack. Igloos. Ah. Uh, so did you guys, did you guys listen to the first episode of the blues? MJ didn't. You were on the road for five hours yesterday. You know how much my wife talked yesterday? Oh God. The entire time. Oh man. <laughs> I guarantee you she did. I did not listen to it. You haven't either? No. You haven't? I haven't. There's I two haven't, episodes. I have to actually prepare myself to listen to this because I know the background. Well, yeah. I mean, this is all. I mean, this is going to be fresh. You're I'm not actually, sure if I'm mentally in a place to listen to it yet. You might not be. Yeah. I I don't, I, I was definitely not knowing what I was walking into, <laughs> and I was. I think it's worth it. So, without further ado, the weather's been unbelievable. Going to the airport today, Sarah Sawmiller and myself, we're going to go pick up some unbelievable people. We're about to be in the middle of a crazy weekend. Um, Let's just say that we're going hunting and rodeoing and rodeoing and eating a lot. Mm. Don't forget your push-ups today, fools. Um, With that, we got to tag Ross in that too. Hey, chats, push-up challenge. I can do one. That's all that counts. That's all that counts. <laughs> it's a thought that counts. Right. Without that, uh, without further ado, here it goes. Uh, just hang on. It's going to be, it's worth every penny of your time. <laughs> it's not a really good idea. We're just a bunch of evolved apes. That's it. I agree. And humans just... Just because I'm hairy and you're looking at me when you say that doesn't mean that it gets to go, <laughs> go together. <laughs> Part two. We're there. We're here. We're up. We're up in there. Loving it strong. Awkward. Yep, in here. Yep. We just, we just got done talking about life. So I don't think there's much to put on the podcast. So if you guys want to go ahead and hit the next button, that's fine. Um, but this is whatever. The, I, I don't even know what the episode... I I say this every time, too. The last one was 19, so this is 20. <sighs> Yeah, 20, 20 part two, part B. We'll figure it out. They're solid. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you saw, bro. Yeah, it moves a lot. So, part B, Bronson, Lou. We, in our first run, we went through, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. I'm going to say that because we've never done a two part series before. Woohoo! But I can't I can't help but say that there's still so much on the plate that we got to we got to talk about. And it's it's for me, it's unbelievably 
freeing to listen to people that are wanting just to say it, just be you do you, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing where we left off of you guys had gone back to Mexico and you guys had decided that you were going to leave the church and you sat down with your dad right. and you said, father, no more. I see it. And he embraced you. Yes. What happens next? So you, is he the first person you told? Actually, so he's the first person you told. Yes. Okay. What are you thinking? What, Lou, what are you thinking is going to happen if you guys just go public with the fact that, hey, we grew up this way. We know all of you people, blah, 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 blah. But now we're, we're not practicing Mormons anymore. What was the biggest fear? And I'm going to ask you that same thing, too. The biggest fear, I think humans, humans crave being accepted. I think it's one of our, the biggest drivers in check out social media and check out how people want followers want so freaking bad and followers and we just crave acceptance and so the to leave a religion in a town where all my friends are that religion i work at the religious school that is owned by the church my children's all their friends are mormon i was leaving i was risking everything having nobody except yeah. for el muchacho over here having nobody but having my my freedom, my, myself, like finally owning who I am. So I've lived so many years uncomfortable with who I am for other people to be comfortable. And it was finally a time for me to be comfortable. And if everyone else is a little uncomfortable about that, then move on. Cause oh I'm, my gosh, I'm I can't believe how there. selfish you are. <laughs> it's, it was time. It was just time to get there. But if you're not happy with yourself, then who the hell are you going to be happy with? Exactly. We finally decided that was more important to us than society, than the, the society we lived in, than the community we lived in. Our own happiness came before that. And it took a while to finally realize that that's what we wanted to do. And it hurt. It hurt. It was hard. It is not easy at all. I don't suggest leaving your religion. I don't. You don't? It's brutal. If you can, if you can weather the storm and get to the other side. Perfect. But it got to be strong to weather the storm. Yeah. I mean, it's not something I would wish on anybody. Okay. So that's, that's, but it's worth it. That was the fear. You're losing everybody except the the, the person that you, oh, yeah. you share the sheets with. Yes, exactly. exactly. Bronson, what about you? Yeah. I went into it thinking, okay, I'm losing this partnership deal with my dad. You're having to move again, having to move back. Get started in life again, which I'm confident I can do, but it just sucks. Um, even just complications with doing any business with people locally because, you know, they control the school. They control a lot of the businesses and buying chili, blah, blah, blah. And so I just thought I was going to lose everything, but I didn't. I had my my dad had my back. And so, mm-hmm. so he supported me, felt his love. And then everything got better. Were, but, were y'all living on the farm? No, we were living 45 minutes south of Asuncion and Casarandes in the Mormon colony. Mormon colony. In the Mormon colony. Exactly. Yeah. So so for those of us that I, I've been down there and seen it, but for those that don't, let's paint a picture of what the Mormon colony looks like. And so you have a back street. It's kind of a suburb. And then in the and, and on that street is where all the Mormons live. Church is one block away. Church school is one block away. 
from the house walking distance. They're all, most of them are pioneer homes that were built back in uh, 1900s. 1900s. And then you got the new ones as well. You got orchard, peach orchards in the back, beautiful scene. You got a river in the back, beautiful scene. One thing that I read about Mormons too is that they are unbelievable. And you go into building, said something about it, but architecture is one thing. And right. two, the way that they plotted out communities. Exactly. Yeah. Everything was, was, specifically placed so that it was easy to get around. The focus was, of course, on the temple. Exactly. So Temple Square, Salt Lake City, Utah, it's the center of the town. Then you got 100 East, 200 East. And so it's very organized. The religion, uh, the people, very professional, very organized, very disciplined, great people. And and I mean, with me not being Mormon, some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, I oh, agree. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Yeah, I love I love Mormon people. I love Mormons. So you're living there in the colon, colony, mm-hmm. Colonia Dumas in the Colonia, um, surrounded by Mormons. Exactly. And you're about to pull the ripcord. Yep. So you pulled a ripcord with your dad, but then how did, how did it trickle into the community? Well, what was life? I mean, how did you, for me, it just feels like you'd step out on the front porch and be like, I'm not Mormon anymore. And then, you know, but I mean, that's not how it went, right? I wish that would be awesome. No, but yeah, to leave the Mormon church, your name's on a record. That's in the church. We had to get a lawyer, remove our name from the church and the association with the church. And so, I mean, it's a legal process. It's a process. And then with the town, I mean, being, I think. But why go through the effort of doing all that? Just because you're proving that to yourself that you're leaving? I just didn't want the ties because for the rest of our life, wherever we move, they're going to be following us because we're on their records. And so when you're on their database, they know when you move, as soon as you get to a new place. The missionaries show up, the bishop of the church shows up, Relief Society ladies show up. And I was just sick of labels. So sick of labels. I did not want it. I did not want a label tagged to me. Didn't want it. So we removed our name completely. We've got to redo our soundboard because there's so many sounds that I want to put like boom, shakalaka. Oh, I think we had that one, but I don't know. I think we really, I've got to get, we've got to get some sound action going in here, Daniel, because I don't want a label either. Hate labels. Yeah. Hate them. Stigmatisms. Can't label this. You can't label Don't anybody. Don't box me in, bro. That's how we felt. We felt boxed in. And then. So, so you, I'm trying to get to that detail. If you, you told your dad, what's the next step of removing yourself? You, did you instantly go to the lawyer and say, Hey, we got to remove this. Yeah. It was just, or did you process. have to sit down with the bishop or anything? So yeah, the bishop interviewed me at least. And I was like, yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe this. I don't believe, it. but I love Christ's message. I love treating your neighbor right. Like you want to be treated. I love all that. I just don't agree with the history of the church. I don't agree, agree with some of the truth claims. I'm out. So what, what, what did he say? He had nothing to say. Like nothing. No. And he just said, okay, we'll go ahead and get the process started. No, I did the process online through an online attorney that helps Mormons leave the church. Oh, I bet that guy's hated. Yes, he is. Yeah. Lawsuits involved with him. And so the, the, the community just lose. I mean, a lot of them did not like it. There's some great people that didn't give us any flack, but most of the flack came from people our own age, not the older generation, but our generation. To your face or around your back? Around the back. No one could stand up. No one stands up to anybody in that town. Nobody. It's just all rumors, gossip, everything behind your back. There are a lot of good people at the same time that were very loving. But I mean, as soon as kids can't play at our house because we're not Mormon. That sucks. 
you know, and I think, yeah, for your boys, I mean, losing friends and all that kind of stuff. I think there's so many ties between that and just society in general, social media. I mean, you guys are both, you know, you're blowing up on social media, um, becoming more and more, you know, the, the people that I follow, I see we're all intertwined in the same circles, which I love. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the same way when somebody has an issue <clears throat> very rarely in this small town, in the town that I grew up in, that had 120,000 people. Very rarely did you hear somebody say, Hey, I've got an issue with what you're doing. Um, let's talk about it. And it never happens anymore. So all you do is you get the flack. The flack brings anxiety. Exactly. Anxiety works its way into your relationship, works its way into your house. And the next thing you know, you're not sleeping at night. Everything's falling apart around you just because somebody doesn't have the confidence and saying, Hey, I don't agree with what you're doing. Exactly. I think a lot of problems would go away if you just had a conversation and got to know somebody. Just talk. Then you'd be buddies, but most people just won't confront it. Or like I said, they'll label you right away and they don't even want to get to know you because in their mind, they've already created who you are. They don't want to know why. Like, what's the reason behind it? Why did you leave? What were you going through? What's your experience? Some of the biggest and best conversations I think that you have in life, and we were just talking about that, you know, just like with Katie and I. How we've had to just sit down and you say your five minute truth, you know, we've got to sit down and check up where we're at and we've got to get through those conversations. And sometimes it comes through a friend. Sometimes we'll have a friend that will reach out and say, hey, I hear something that, you know, I don't know if it's right or wrong, either regarding us or them. And just having that open and honest conversation about who you are and what you wanted to achieve and and how does that impact the way that you react when other people say things and and. This has no bearing. This has no equality to what you guys have had to go through in this. But moving to a small town and having the pressure of what people think you're here to do. You know, people thought that I was an employee for the city of El Paso and El Paso is going to suck all of the water out of the valley. And uh, you hear all of these rumors that come around all the time. And then until you actually sit down and address that right, right off the bat, then you live with this turmoil. And now I look at the two of you, you're both, you're smoking hot. I mean, you guys do a great job of working on yourself. You work work on your marriage. How did, how did you get to the point where you were, were those, those days where you a wreck Lou when people were talking shit around you? Oh yeah. I was, I actually went into kind of a state of depression and I'm not a depressed person at all. I'm super chill, easygoing. I do like to have fun but I'm not depressed. That was not a word I put with my personality. And I hit some really low points. A lot was brought on by our own, you know, choices we were making at the time, trying to just experiment and figure out who we were after losing such a solid structure. So what What was that? What was that like? I mean, what were you? I think just, we didn't really get to live like those teenage years or the rebel years as people might say. We had our freshman year in college. The year we left our church. Yeah. How about that? It was like Rumspringa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we did it together as a couple and it was fun and we learned a lot about ourselves and it was, it was great. Um, I learned tons about myself. I, we, I'd never drank before. And so that was enjoyable and that was a learning experience. So we, yeah, like you said, you summed it up great. <laughs> Freshman year, <laughs> the year after we left the church, because we never got to experience any of that. Never. And I was 25 at the time. You were almost 30. 
Right. So how's the business progressing then? You know, so let's doing well. Let, you guys are in your much to the um, religion. Well, a lot of there's a lot of what's the word? Superstitions. Superstition. And so like if you're going to be like now we're like sinners and living in sin. So we're supposed to get held out. We're supposed to get windstorms. God's supposed to curse us in our business. Right. That's mm-hmm. how I was raised. Right. And so, I mean, business just started taking off since I left the church and that, that has nothing to do with anything, but I was just, I, I don't know. More focused. I was maybe. more focused, had a better mindset. I felt better about myself. More clarity. I had a lot more mental clarity. And so ever, ever since I've started just being true to myself and with others, it seems like it's attracted the right people, put the right people in my path to progress. Do you, do you ever feel doubt come back in? Like, I mean, if the, uh, say a natural disaster or no, I don't, you don't ever think about the reverse button. No, ever. No, I'm, so, I, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole life right now. Blue. I would agree. And our love, I love her way more now. We're so much tighter, more connected. We love life more. We love people more. Met some freaking awesome people I'd never meet in my life because I used to judge them. Mm-hmm. You and I'm like, these people me. are badass oh, we people. I would have judged you, you for Jay. sure. And I'm like, dude, this guy is the best dude, badass dude. You, you know, I great need, connection. I don't need the ego stroke because then I'll go home and Katie will be like, okay, deflate that head for a second. That's ridiculous. But thank you. I, I, and meeting you and seeing the story and how you guys are now, it's an infection, an infection to let something take over your body to be a better person. For, for me, it's going to be interesting, you know, because I sit here and I, I watch you walk away, but I didn't grow up in those same rules and regs. I didn't grow up with a card. I didn't grow up with a, and, and a lot of Christians call Mormonism a cult. Right. And, and that's a very strong word to use. This is one of the hardest interviews I think I've ever given. Cause I, you know, I want to, I, I want to make sure that, that I am as respectful to people that still share the view of Mormonism. Right. This is not to deter those people, but at the same time growing up, um, my dad wasn't a Christian as I was growing up. My mom was kind of been the, the spiritual rock in the house, but we, we didn't have those rules and regs that, that you guys went through. And, and for me, finding my freedom in life, you know, it happened, what is it now, six years ago that I finally found who Jay was, right? And living and understanding people and being able to accept people for who they are has been one of the greatest things. And I think that's why people tend to gravitate to, to follow people like me or to follow people like y'all, because I'm not going to judge you based on the fact that you're Mormon. I'm not going to judge you based on the fact that you're gay or whatever the heck it's going to be. I'm going to, I'm going to be there just because I like you. Right. And, and Lou, if you're, how many times would you say that you have people reach out to you that are feeling stuck like you did? Oh, I mean, it happens a lot. I think people just see a sense of freedom that they crave. I don't think, and you guys were talking about the fact that you had a wild year. You know, you guys, you, you let oh, your, yeah. you lots let of experimentation still with spirituality. Right. Still, I mean, it is a journey. I don't even know what I believe now. I'm at, I'm in this very open, fluid state of spirituality. Right. Not putting, not not putting a label. No label. Don't box her in, Bronson. Don't, you, don't you do that. It's been fun. This 
this experimental phase and this discovery phase. We we um, actually went to the mountains in Chihuahua just February, February. and did a retreat with a shaman group. Life changing in Spanish. They spoke. They spoke English and Spanish. They're from indigenous people from Sonora Desert, and we went and did a little experience there. To, uh, I'll say what it is. Who cares? It's Sapo. Sapo. We did a Sapo. I had a problem with anxiety, and so we did it, and it kind of like freed up my mind, spirituality, connected me back to what this is all about. And so we we've just been experiencing and. It's been amazing. Okay, you're gonna have to fill me in because I, this sounds like you have a lisp and you said "sapo like a frog." Yes, yeah, sapo like a frog. Like a frog. Is it is is it is it is it poison? Is that what it's it is? A, it's a venom from a frog's gland from Sonora, and then you smoke it out of pipe. Sorry, all you ag conservatives, but uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. No, you're real. Yeah, so, this is real thinking. shit. And so, like you know, my whole life I've struggled with anxiety and depression. Right. right, You wouldn't guess it because I want to make people laugh. I want to be lively. But my whole life I've, I've had gone, I've had ups and downs. But don't you see that the most? The people that commit suicide that are that are these well-known comedians that you think are the, the light of so many people's life. They're living in a shell somewhere where they're trying to figure out who they are the entire time. And eventually life gets to a point where it gets them where they can't get up anymore. Exactly. So it's not a it's not a shock, man. I mean, it, no, because I mean, as, as a comedian or somebody, you want people to feel good because you know what it's like to feel like shit. Oh, yeah. And in and, and, and agriculture, there's a lot of big struggle with anxiety and depression as well. There's a lot of things out of your control. So it causes anxiety. And so I was like, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a grip on this. So I got with the shaman. We did some Sapo. You smoked it out of pipe. It's a 5-MeO DMT hallucinogenic. It's called a medicine plant medicine. And so and then it just opened up my mind, showed me what what caused me anxiety and how to get over it. And after that, boom, good, clear, been feeling amazing ever since then. Most spiritual experience I've ever had in my life. Crazy. You may call it hippie, but it freaking worked. Yeah, that's pretty hippie, bro. It is. Love and peace. Love and peace and vibes, baby. We'd like to take a couple quick seconds to thank some of our sponsors of the Out Here in the Middle podcast. And one of these sponsors is Walls Outdoors. Uh, they have been a sponsor of mine for a couple of years now, and they're based out of Fort Worth, Texas. They've been building, and I say building because it's a it's a clothing company that's been built off of the back of people that are building America. Uh, the Walls Outdoor Wears have been doing this for eight decades. So it's not their first rodeo. It's not their first day on the job. They build the grittiest. They make the grittiest, hardest, rugged work wear that anybody could ask for. They handle the needs that I have here at the farm as well. A lot of the guys on the farm do wear the same stuff. Personally, I like the ditch diggers. Ditch diggers uh, have a smooth waistband and the 11 ounce stretch cotton duck material is absolutely amazing. I know that doesn't make sense to you, but at the same time, if you got a dad bod like me and you're trying to move around a lot, you don't want that restriction around the waistband. If you have an extra donut, maybe an extra chimichanga, these are the kind of pants for you at the same time, even though it's hot outside, these pants will let you breathe. So I want to say thank you to Walls Outdoor Wear. If you want to go and see more along their workwear line go to walls.com you can order that directly to your door they'll deliver out here in the middle of somewhere as well another one of our awesome sponsors is big frig coolers you know 
it seems like everybody has a cooler. I mean, if you if you think about your garage or in the trunk of your car or in the back of your pickup, we all have coolers. One thing about being a farmer and running around on the roads that we have, I can beat the living crap out of anything that you put in the back of my truck. And I've had a lot of coolers. I did not understand what it was like to have a well-made cooler until I got a Big Frig cooler. I got to meet Brock a while back. He's the owner of Big Frig. Him and his amazing team have gone through uh, trial after trial, making sure that they are putting together the best built cooler that you can buy. The cool thing about Big Frig is you're able to customize your cooler as well. So if you're looking for a personalized logo or if you're looking for something for your company to be on top of that, so that way you're always repping your company, get with the guys at Big Frig. They can do any kind of crazy custom order. Uh, I've got my J Hill logo on mine and I absolutely love it. Went elk hunting with it, orange rubbed all over it. It still looks absolutely amazing. Go to bigfrig.com. They've got all kinds of awesome things and we support their movement as they support ours. We look forward to the future with Big Frig. And of course, one sponsor that I really can get behind, and I'm so honored to be a part of this great team, Chaffee. Chaffee is a Western grown forage. It's an alfalfa based product that's grown in the high desert of West Texas, actually in the shadow of the Guadalupe Mountains, which is the tallest point in the state of Texas. Chaffee is a premium feed in the fact that we take alfalfa and we let biology do what it does best. It jumps in and it breaks down that feed through the culturing process that allow probiotics and all of these microbes to allow this product to be highly digestible by your animal. If you want more information about Chaffee, you can go to Chaffee.com. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram or just stop by your local feed store and ask them about Chaffee. If they don't know anything about it, send them our way. Have them ask questions. Tell them Jay sent you. If you're looking for the right forage for your farm, try Chaffee. So, so yeah, I don't even know where to go forward with that. Like that's a spiritual journey. We're yeah. loving it. I mean, we're still on it. Yeah, we've, we've got a lot got, of people have reached out and a lot of Mormons have done it now. I won't say their names, but people from my community that were judging me saw my progress and have done it as well. Now, are you going to say that's for everybody? No, if you're drawn towards it, yes, but it's not for every, people have to be prepared on their own journey. Mm-hmm. And so don't just go do it recreationally. It's not a recreational deal. It's right. a spiritual journey. It's a very serious deal that if you feel drawn towards it, do it. But if not, don't do it. By innocence and purposes, does out here in the middle condone the use of licking frogs? Is that right? I mean, did I say that correctly? Basically, that's what sure. it is. Okay. Now you're... This is getting way deeper than I thought. Like, I'll I go mean, deep, baby. Like, I, 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 oh, he goes deep. I'm, 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 I'm not really. I don't even know where we're going right now. If you guys, if you guys have people that are reaching out and they're saying, "Hey, we're struggling right now," that we don't feel, you know, it, it to, to me, not my thinking, but if I was, if I was one of your friends and I was involved in this church, and I saw you guys out doing all of this stuff, I think natural reaction would be these people have lost their damn mind. Yeah. Like you guys are, oh, yeah. you guys have lost, you've lost control and you're, you've gone from one extreme to the other, but in the three year journey with everything that you've been doing and, and, and finding out who you are, what's the, what's the, what's the best thing that's happened so far? What is, what have you found that you have been looking for? I mean, you say you found yourself, you found your happiness, which is huge. Lou, what have you found? What is what? I have found 
freedom. Um, I, I felt like my whole life I've been put in these boxes. You're a woman, you're a Mormon, you're your daughter, your, your father's daughter, you're Bronson's wife. Here, here's all these boxes that you're going to be and fit in them and stay in them and be in them and just stick to those dang boxes and don't get out. And just this rigidness to my life. And so since I've just been, I feel like I'm just pulling chains off me just every day, just slowly to this point of just freedom and fulfillment in who I am and so much more self-love and discovery of what and who I am as a person. If you're, I mean, you saying that, do you feel like you are a better wife to Bron? Don't answer anything over here. Vicky. Don't even don't shake your hand. A better wife. Are you a better wife? Oh yes. A lot more open-minded, a lot more understanding, not so black and white. My, my thought, my thinking is not so rigid anymore. I no longer put him in a box. I think a lot of times in, as we're in a marriage, we're like, we want our spouse to be like this. So let's make them fit this. But heck no, nobody wants to be boxed in. No one wants to be labeled. People want to be free and they want to be who they are. So let that happen. And the thing with that that I'm seeing is you're not over empowering. We've talked about instances and people we know that are just they're fighting so hard to prove something that they're that it's it's now to the point where it's not true. Like it's just not they're not that person. And you I mean, just just outside of our friendship, if I was just a random follower of you guys, I would I would be like these these guys have got it figured out. Like they've got, they've got it going on. They've got it, you know, you're, you're, you might not have it figured out. You might still be in this mission of trying to figure out who you are, but at the same time, it seems like your support is there. It seems like you've got Bronson's back. Oh yeah. Well, you're always grabbing his backside. So we know you got that. Oh hell yeah. I've got his back. I don't, I don't have expectations for him though. I just, I don't zero expectation. Would you say that you guys are out of control? No, I feel I feel controlled. I feel in control of myself a lot more than having a church or someone else control me. I'm in control now. I am. Same. You're writing, you're writing your book now. Yes. I have been wanting to write a book for so long. I have so many notes in my cell phone. No, but I mean, I mean, literally you guys are writing the story of your life now. Oh yes. We have the pen. There is another person, um, and I don't know if I want to say the name or not that we all know here in this room that has gone through this similar journey, you know, and um, for when when Bronson brought up that he was starting to have doubts about being a Mormon and you shut him down. Um, what is somebody in your situation? What is somebody? What? Did, how do you get to a point Bronson where you can talk to Lou about what's going on. How do, how does somebody do that? Because if you're, if you're two ships in the night, you know, it's not a good situation. It's not where, it's not where a, a relationship, a, a, a friendship, it, it's not where that needs to be. How do you give advice to somebody that says, I want to be able to talk to this person about what I'm going through and I'm changing and I can't, I can't help the fact that I am changing. I've seen that with a lot of people that become Christian where they were out, you know, wild and crazy. And then they go 
they go, you know what? I found what brings me peace and I found what my meaning to my life is. And the fact that I can be a better person by trying to help other people through, you know, what my, my core belief is, but their spouse or their friend or their family or their whatever, you know, just, it's the complete polar opposite of what you guys went through. How do people handle that? How, what, what advice do you have for people that are going through that? And Bronson, this, yeah, this is, Luis has given you the, mm-hmm. um, how, how do you, how do you go into that? I just think it's a, just slowly, you're just, when the timing's right, you just slowly start saying your truth, little bits of truth, what, what the person can handle. And then you just listen, you just listen to how their response is. Just listen, listen, no judgment, try to keep the emotion aside. And then when the timing's right again, tell your truth, keep telling the truth, just tell the truth. Katie and I went through a study. It was talking about um, your air hose and it was talking about the female air hose versus the male air hose and, and how by standing on one, somebody's ability to exhale is restricted and they're feeling that, that pressure of not being able to get it out. And the other person feels the restriction of they're not able to get it in. Exactly. You know, and they're not able to, to bring that into their life. And so for us and for Katie and I, because if, if, if you guys follow us a little bit, Katie's pretty quiet when it comes to social media. You know, if you watch anything that she puts up, it's, it's normally, you know, based around what's happening in our family or me. I'm like, tell them all Let's. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, like open door, baby, let's get after it. But if, if we didn't find that spot where we could get off of the air hose, I know that Katie and I would be done over and same here. Finding that for us has taken a seven year marriage to, to chip away at that monster in the room. What does the future hold for the blues? I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited about the future. Can we hold for that? Okay. No, I'm excited because every year has just gotten better and better. And I love what I'm seeing this Louisa that I'm seeing. I love her more and more. I love the truth. I love the freedom. I love the discovery. I love living. I mean, we have no promise that we, we may not make it past next week. And so you got to live, baby. You got to live. And there's a lot to enjoy in life. I, I freaking love life. And I love living with Lou and, and I have no expectations for her either, but it's just freaking just organic, just positive energy. And and it's attracting all these amazing people that I would never have talked to before. And so I'm just excited of what's happening next. Before you get to answer that question, Lou, to some people, the thought of the freeness just the open mindedness, the, the, the ability to run and gun and do all of those kind of things will overpower the fact that you still have things you've got to take care of. Right. The fact that you still have a farm, you've got employees, um, you've got to earn for your family. And some people take things to extremes. And, and so what, what would you say? I mean, cause I, I know there's probably days that you're like, we wanted to sell the farm and we're just going to get an RV and we're just going to oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Lou right there raising her hand. You know, and so so you've got that sense that you want to just be a rolling stone. And, and trust me, everybody sits here and judges on what's going on on my social media. But there's those days that I go home and I'm like, man, I just want to be a rolling stone. I oh, want to, yeah. Katie, let's let's get an RV let's and, and let's get out of here, you know. But I know that that's not what I'm called to do. 
my and that's not where my joy lies is that sense of adventure but i do know that there's that wild heart and that wild seed that wants to grow and so how do you how do you how do you keep yourself grounded that's a good question and so i i realize i have to be grounded a lot of people rely on me i have to keep the book farm business i'm buying the farm for my dad that's his retirement and so all that I just, I stay disciplined. Some of the things I do is a 75 hard challenge, which keeps me goal oriented and disciplined. Okay. Before we get into that, you've got a response. I mean, a farm's going to keep you grounded. It's not moving. Unintended. So that farm is, that's keeping me pretty grounded because I know you can't move that business. It's not a business you can move. So that's been kind of hard for me growing up in the military background. I moved around a lot. I, I enjoy that. Um, but I don't know. We enjoy the farm, too, just as much as we enjoy traveling and being a rolling stone. We, we like to settle down a little bit on the on the farm, too. So so you've got the farm as is is your anchor. Yes. Um, what happens if you lose a farm? I'm not worried about next that. adventure. Bring it on. To, well, if you bring didn't see that, answer, if you did not see that coming down the pipeline, then. You're, my, my biggest then thing are blind. My biggest thing is like I got to take care of my dad. That's his retirement. And so I'm going to take care of him. And then the other thing is just like, I don't know. We, we have the confidence we can be put in whatever situation bloom. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not afraid. I don't have that anxiety anymore. I'm not attached to the farm. I'm not attached to beliefs. I'm not attached to labels. I'm not attached to anything. I'm not attached to money. I'm not attached to any of that. Just a lot of things have been happening that are good from it just worked inside out. I'm just being a good person, treating people right. Be a better human. Being a better human. Yes. And then things have just fallen into place. Losing that attachment to all these things, beliefs and land and all that. And organically things have, I don't know. How does it work, Jay? But how does it work? There's so, surrender. It works out. It works out. And that's the thing is I have people that will reach out sometimes that are like, we're filing for bankruptcy. This is eighth generation. You know, we cleared the logs off of this land to make a farm and I'm the generation that's losing it. And and my only response to that is you now have the biggest opportunity of your life to be able to build something that you want to build. Somebody puts you into where you are today and now your ability to take whatever you want to be. And it doesn't matter if you have two pennies in your pocket rubbed together or it doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars, but you're off. Your ability to build something beautiful, to, to move your life in a positive direction. It might be working at Walmart, pushing a shopping cart for people. But if that's what finds you joy, who, who's anybody else to judge what happens? Oh, yeah, exactly. Well said. Wow. So that's why we've I've, that's the biggest thing. Just just detaching, man, detaching. Don't be attached to all these ideas. You might freaking be a badass, more of a badass in a different industry. And if you're in the farm for eight generations, hell, that's props to you, man. I don't I don't see that happening to most people. Yeah. I mean, and that's the that's kind of you what we're trying to do. What daddy did, and you can't do what grandpa did. You got to adapt. And that's not a loss. I mean, on to the next. Now. Now, there is something that else that I would say would probably be anchoring you guys. And I don't mean anchoring a bad thing. You've got two awesome kids yeah, that are witnessing their parents go through this, whatever you would call it. You're coming out of your cocoon. You're, you're, you're starting to become a who you were meant to be and who you are. How do the boys 
handle this. I mean, I see on Instagram, they're like, hell yeah, let's roll. But kids are resilient. Like sometimes we have anxiety about how kids are going to turn out, but kids are freaking resilient little creatures, man. And so like, I've had the same worries. How's this going to affect them in their life? But we stay grounded on the farm. Um, What do you think, Lou? I mean, we stick to the same values and principles that we were taught in Mormonism, like honesty and respect and hard work and, you know, high, high values and more like be a good person Mm -hmm. just because you don't have a religion to anchor you in doesn't mean you completely lose all moral um, compass. That's not true at all. And so we still instill those in our, in our children. And I think it's pretty awesome that they're getting to witness our journey and be a part of it. And I don't see myself any different than they are. I really see just a smaller human trying to figure life out too. Their problems might be a little bit smaller than mine, but their emotions and the way they're handling things are just as, just as powerful as mine are and what I'm dealing with. And they've loved it. They're, they're happy. And I don't have any expectations for them. Like I was supposed to be this, this, and this. And for me, I just want to be there and facilitate just help them out. And it's like for them, if, if grandma and grandpa invite them to church, they go to church, right? We let them go to Mormon church. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn about that. Go learn about this. Go learn about that. Learn about everything. I'm just here to just kind of help you. Yeah. And I think, I think that's saying something about kind of the way you guys are finding yourself, you know, and then we talked about the energy here between you two, you know, where I I'm sitting here between <laughs> this, this passion and, uh, and it's, it's good. It's, it's something that is, that is building the two of you. It's building the two of your, your two children. What now are you finding are your interests? What interests you, Bronson? For me, um, my interests, I've gotten a lot into help. Luis has helped me a lot with nutrition. I want to become just healthy. I want to become, I want to control my mind. I want mental discipline. I, and so I get in, to Lou gets me on a nutrition plan. I work out. My interest is also building. I want to build more. I, I don't like being stagnant. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm building up the business, doing, doing, getting out of my comfort zone. And then after that, we just want to travel and just discover, go connect with people. We love like through Instagram, we've been able to connect with a lot of people in different areas and we go travel and connect with them and they're, and they're the most badass people. So I just want to connect with people. Yeah. I just, that, that brings me happiness. Lou, what have you, and and I'm going to, I'm going to rotate this question around. So don't let me get off track, but Lou, you. My interests. Yeah. What's interesting you? Um, I'm still just really interested in not religion, but spirituality Mm -hmm. and what that looks like for me. I still, I mean, it's an incredible journey. I'm reading tons of books. If you haven't read the four agreements, it's a great book. You should read it. Um, Meditation, yoga, just finding finding that inner peace. And that's kind of my big interest right now, as well as health and, and writing and poetry is kind of intriguing to me right now as artistic side and music. Oh yeah. I've been kind of thinking like, Oh, I should get into like making some interesting EDM tracks. Cause I love, I love electronic music. It's a big passion of mine right now. So I'm kind of curious about that, but yeah, just exploring nature, baby. Oh, nature always. What, yeah. what were your interests before? <laughs> Go for it. Things, materialism, getting ahead, leadership roles in the church, you know, 
money, doing everything the church asked me to do money, shopping. And now I'm just like, I'm that's gone away. It's gone away. That doesn't drive me anymore. Daniel, do you smell patchouli? We got a couple of hippies in here. <laughs> we are definitely hippies. Jay, you need to come join us in the mountains of Chihuahua. Mm, I don't know. The frogs scare me. Frogs, are, they're nice. Yeah, frogs are. Yeah, no, I'm. The, yeah, warts. <laughs> so, what were you into, Lou? What was before? before? I just I was a teacher, so I taught school and went to the gym, and then just kind of a really low key Christian wife. Not much to it. Like not much flavor there. Right. Lost the flavor. Okay. What, <laughs> what about this working out thing? Like, I mean, I feel, I feel like a little fat toad speaking of frogs over here. Toads and frogs are not related, but what you guys are like animals now, like, like get up in the morning, working out at four o'clock in the morning. Got to dominate the body. Running, running Mind. through the fields. You're doing it for a mental quest. I do it for my mind. You could care less how your body looks. Oh, I like how the body looks, man. Looking in the, I mean, taking off my clothes, getting in the sheets. I'm like, yeah, girl. <laughs> Hell yeah. Looking in the mirror. Yeah, that's great. But the main reason I went into it is just for my mind. To get rid of anxiety. To have, get rid of the mental fog. To just show discipline. Because I just found out my body will do whatever I tell it to do. Mm-hmm. Before my body was driving my mind. Like, oh, shit, there's a burger. Oh, let's drink all night, whatever. Before, I didn't know, but my body was driving my mind. And now I'm just showing discipline and I can translate that discipline that comes through workout, nutrition, eating right into to business, into relationships. Like relationships take discipline. Working with your employees, it takes discipline. To just listen. It takes discipline. Silence the mind. You know? Lou? Oh, health is huge. I think it... I think if you have wellness in a whole, as a whole, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, you're set up for greatness. I think a lot of people, yeah, you can be completely off. Like your body can be looking great and your just mental health is a mess. Um, you can also be the opposite. You've just, you've got to get them all in check. And that's a daily disciplined commitment and process a lot of shit that happens and people overact is just because they're not feeling good it's like what if you gave your cotton plants only nitrogen yeah not a good deal no good no they're just gonna grow tall yeah it's or be, burn up yeah same with the body you just got to give it what it needs the ma- macros micros exercise take care of yourself feel good feel good it feels good i gotta stop drinking 32 with the straw man <laughs> I got to get on this micro train. Uh, if we're, for those of you that don't farm 32 is a form of nitrogen, um, 75 hard. Now I was watching you guys go through 75 hard and I decided, Hey, I wanted to jump in on this train because it looks like something that's going to be powerful. And we talked about this earlier too. I made 21 days of 75 hard. It's badass. And my body was already starting to feel differently. My rest habits were starting to, to, to change. Um, I did start to feel mental clarity. We started chemo and I, I let the excuse of, of Hayes's chemo um, collapse after 21 days. And it talks about it in the book, talks about it on the podcast. Um, how, if you quit, you're going to feel like you have completely failed and what it's going to do to your mental state. 
And I felt that for like two and a half weeks, three weeks of just feeling like an utter failure. And I have not been able to get myself back to a point where I wanted to do it. But explain, Lou, explain to us 75 Hard. 75 Hard is a program by Andy Frizzella. He's the owner of First Form. And he, it's a require, it's a program that require, it has five requirements. You need to work out, you have to have two 45 minute workouts a day. One has to be outside. You need to follow a diet plan, zero alcohol, read 10 pages of a book. That's nonfictional. Yes. Um, nonfiction book Ten pages every day. And then you drink a gallon of water, drink a gallon of water and take a progress. Pick. No cheat, no cheat meals, no alcohol. And you got to take a progress pick. There's a lot. There's a lot to it. It's time consuming. Bronson, you both of you just started again, right? Yeah, we're on day five. Day five. I'm hesitant to say that. <laughs> this is this is your this is your third go round. Second. 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 So I didn't. I think I started last February, March. You, you had three days left when we first when you first came out to the farm. You had like three days to go, and you were just like so pumped. Oh yeah, I was. I, I was on a high, man. The whole you time was I was on a high. high. Everything was clicking, dude. Everything felt great. So. With with that and with pushing yourself to work out that hard with somebody like me, which I think a lot of people will feel like I do in the fact that I want to work out, but I don't want to work out. It's hard. How man. do you how do you get yourself to a place, or am I just not at the place that I'm ready to do it yet? Yeah, you you got to dig deep and find a good why that's good enough to get up, get your ass up in the morning. You have now, to know getting the why. up now is a different story, but if I don't get up early enough. I don't find mental clarity before I hit the office. Exactly. And if I don't hit the office with mental clarity, I am in a raging prick. Yeah. And, and so that alone, I feel like it's good, but at the same time to watch a program like that, transform somebody the way you guys are talking about it, the way I saw it in 21 days, working out outside. And the thing that got me the worst out of the whole entire deal, drinking a gallon of water was tough. Right. That was really, really hard. Um, not only that, but I ended up like loading up on water usually late in the day because I was running behind and then I'd have to get up six times a night to pee. That's the worst. Oh man. But I didn't want to fail on that reading. Great. No problem with reading. The actual thing that, that took the the hardest was outside workouts. I don't know why. Like I, I don't like to run and I was running. I w- every day I was going for a run and I'm like, I'm not a runner, man. You can walk. <laughs> That's a workout? Yeah. Yeah, you can do any form of exercise. exercise. You can do yoga outside. Yoga outside. Hell yeah, put that ass in the air. (laughs) There's not a whole lot back there. (laughs) Downward dog. No, any form of outdoor exercise. It could be going for a walk. I chose to run and I chose to run because I hate to run. I before 75 hard, maybe the most I ever did in my life was a two mile run. Like, oh, he would not run with me because I'm a runner. Running. This guy would not run. And you now you've created a business coaching people with nutrition now, right? Yes. I did a bodybuilding competition a year ago. And after that, I just became obsessed with nutrition and how it can tr- totally transform your body. So that being said, how many clients do you usually have? Right now I have 35 Holy, clients. That's a lot of busy. Yeah, I, I'm busier than I can handle, but I love, I love it. Yeah. And, and are your, your clients are seeing results. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you put in the work, it's science. It's gonna, 
it's going to work out. You've got a, you've got a client over here that looks pretty good. I mean, yeah, no, he's put in the work. He's, he did his job. I had no idea about nutrition before Lou taught me. No idea. So would you say the biggest part of the whole thing is the nutrition aspect of it? You want to change for weight your- loss and for like feeling good nutrition, just like a plant. We're in agriculture. We're always taking care of our plants, nutrition all the time. And then we look at ourselves like, what the, what am I putting into my own body? Mm-hmm. If you want to see changes in your body, nutrition's key. You can work out all day, yeah, all day, and you're not going to see a change. I just got a, a email on my I watch about a Sam's Club order. I'm just hoping that I got the corn dogs in that. So. <laughs> you got a bunch of protein coming in. Go and get yolk. <laughs> uh, to close us out, I always asked. Uh, I always ask on the podcast two questions, um, excluding uh, a religious figure, uh, Bronson. Who is your biggest hero? Or somebody in your family? My biggest hero. Shoot. Can't, I, can't be somebody in the family. Can't be a religious figure. Um, I'd say like a guy like Gandhi. Isn't that a religious figure or no? Is he? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Outside of that, uh, one of the guys I look up to right now in the present is probably like a guy like Sean Whalen. He comes across, across as an asshole sometimes, but he's always telling the truth always telling the truth. And so that's one of the biggest issues in the world right now is people just have a struggle telling the truth. That's why no one trusts any news outlets or no one trusts politicians or no one trusts their spouse or their friend or their business partner. And there's all this wasted time and energy because people are not telling the truth. And dude like Sean Whalen is out in the public, just spitting his truth all the time, no matter what. Mm -hmm. What's your biggest fear in life? My biggest fear in life. Dude, I don't really have any fears anymore. I don't. I used to be very fearful. Sapo took care of that. Oh, he used to be scared of a lot of things. I used to I used to be just scared of going to hell. Mm-hmm. Now I have no fear. Like my only fear, I guess, is someone fucked with my family. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. Or being locked up. Take away my freedom. That's my biggest fear. Take away my freedom. Lou, same questions. Same questions. Uh, hero. I just read a book called Educated by Tara Westover. I don't know if you've heard it, but she, I just related a lot to her story. She also grew up in a Mormon, very religious Mormon background in Idaho. And she wrote an incredible memoir about her upbringing, but she went from, she just, I like to see people change and pull off those chains that I was talking about. I just like to see people transform into who they are. And so I kind of look up to her and just anyone, anyone who stands up for change. And what was the other one? Fear. My biggest fear is to live another day of my life for someone or something else than myself. Whoa. That's a good one. That's my big two part series is coming to a close. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like I worked out today just because I'm such a all-star athlete and, uh, you said you did the Peloton. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was proud of you. Thank you. I just sit there with the glass next to me. Just look outside at the mountains, pedal my little twigs. Oh yeah. Just do what I do. If, if people want to know more about the story of Lou and El Vikingo, what's, what's the best way? Instagram, reach out, reach out. I mean, if you're dealing with any of the things that we've talked about today, reach out. Yeah. We're on Instagram. DM us. 
Call us. Let's talk. Come to the farm. Go to Mexico. Hell yeah. Lick a frog. You don't have to lick frogs, but come to Mexico. I'll come to Mexico. I'm not looking for frog. <laughs> <laughs> well, from all of us out here, at the, out here in the middle, I just want to say thanks to you two and, um, and thanks to our sponsors for, for allowing us to dive deep into what we're doing. Um, our hope is with this is to be uh, open, honest, transparent, and we want to talk to real people. The two of you are amazing people. Thank and you. I want you to know just from me and Daniel shaking his head. So from Daniel, uh, we love you guys. We appreciate everything that you stand for. We appreciate the fact that you guys are willing to put yourselves out there in front of people and go through this journey. And we can learn from the struggles that you guys make. And also we can learn from the successes. Thank you. Yeah. Flashy. And for your example. You Absolutely. Yeah. You're spitting truth too. We love it. Out here in the middle, all of us have a good day. God bless. Talk to you soon.